feel like blessing him today. I said, I feel like blessing him today. 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 Put your toe in the water. 
You ought to at least get a toe in the water. Put, put something in the water. Put something in the water. Woo! Bless his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Hallelujah. 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 God, we love you. We thank you. Have your way and speak afresh in this place. We love you because of who you are and what you've done. Thank you for the manifestation of your Holy Spirit. We ask God that you just move afresh. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Thou art welcome in this place. I don't care where you are at your house right now, say, thou art welcome in this place. If you're in your car, tell them, thou, thou art welcome in this place. Hey, glory. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You can take, you, you can be seated. I, I, I just, you, you've heard the word read in your hearing this morning from John chapter 20. We were working through verses, uh, just a few verses there. And, and I want to, I want to take, I want to take a few minutes. I'm going to read the verses during the sermon, so I, I don't really, read, really need to read them all now, but let me just read verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, again as in the second time, as the Father has sent me, I peace to you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. I want to talk from this theme Better days are coming. Better days are coming. And this is part two. Better days are coming. Yeah, you, you don't mind. You don't mind. I, if you're not too mean, to, if there's somebody near you in your house, if there's somebody near your row or behind you on the pew, just wave at them. Just tell them better days are coming. Better days. You, you, you remain safely socially distant with your mask on. They should still be able to see your lips moving. Better days are coming. Yeah. Would, you, would you have one more time? I just need to prophesy to someone. I see you in the future. And you look better. I see you walking in favor. And prosperity too. Now, 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 if you're not too mean, encourage somebody. It's going to be all right. Just tell them. It's, it's... Uh, better days are coming. Better days are coming. Better days are coming. I can only imagine how these disciples must have felt. This is the evening of the resurrection day and that evening they're there in a locked room for fear 
I can only imagine the highs and lows. They must have felt like they were suffering. They would not have had the language, but a bipolar situation. High and low, conflicting emotions, emotions of great joy at the revelation of resurrection, and then fear at what's going to happen to me personally. You know, when I, when, when I was reading and, and, and praying about this sermon, it reminded me of a song I knew in the 60s. And, and since a lot of y'all uh, um, have the same testimony, uh, and some of y'all know it even better than I do, because you've been here a minute. There was a song that, that was in the 60s by Leslie Gore. And Leslie Gore's song was, It's My Party. And I'll cry if I want to. 1963, Leslie Gore was singing her song, It's My Party, and I'll cry if I want to, cry if I want to. And she said, You would cry too if it happened too. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Fingers. <laughs> Interestingly enough, this, is, this was literally Quincy Jones' first number one hit. He's the one that helped to produce that record. Just think about it, the words. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. It was, that's, the, that's it there. It, it was the birthday party, but at her birthday party, she lost a boyfriend, and he came back with another girl. <laughs> That'll that kind of mess things up a little bit. It's funny how you can be happy and sad at the same time. Charles Dickens in A Tale of Two Cities put it this way, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness, it was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity, it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the season of the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. You can have conflicting emotions. You can have joy and pain at the same time. I, I got my crowd here today. Yeah, I got my crowd here. There's some maze fans in here. <laughs> you, you, can, you can be conflicted. These illustrations collectively speak to the very spirit of the disciples post-resurrection. Joy and pain combine to create a feeling of confusion. Ball of confusion. That's what the world is today. Hey, hey. Can you dig it? Got my dashiki on. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Listen. 
They were fearful, they were frustrated, and they were forlorn. Fearful, frustrated, and forlorn. Reverend, why? Didn't Jesus just get up? Yeah. That fact did not automatically eliminate humanity. You see, some of y'all know Jesus is alive right now. It doesn't mean that you don't cry. They were fearful of a Jewish backlash at the missing body of Jesus and the empty tomb. They were fearful of a Jewish backlash. They were frustrated by a lack of understanding. They didn't know what was going on. And they were forlorn, watch this, about the future without Jesus in the flesh. Y'all need to understand this because this sets up the basis for the sermon which I'm trying to deliberate with you right now. Because, see, they, they, I'm fearful because I don't know what these people are going to do. I'm frustrated by a lack of understanding. But I'm forlorn about a future without Jesus in the flesh. It's bothering me. Notice, this is post-resurrection blues. Post-resurrection blues. This is post-reemergence of their brother, Jesus blues. This is post-righteous belief blues. Yeah, yeah, righteous belief. They believed that they had seen him. They believed that he had been risen from the grave, but yet they're suffering from the blues. Yet, 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 here it is. Post-resurrection, they are crowded in a tight space, protected by a locked door, and wondering what's next. See, you got to see this for what it really is. Don't get excited about what it says in the text without understanding the context of where we're looking at. We're in the back room of a situation that most folk would not want you to see. We are right now looking at Chloe before someone touches up the camera shot on IG. We're looking at all of these Instagram models before they get the silk screens in place. We're seeing the real raw stuff. And sometimes we don't like ourselves raw. When the truth is, we're probably a little more beautiful and a little more honest when we are. Well, I'm working with you now. The truth is, we're looking at these disciples in their real state of mind. Yeah, we get a glimpse of the real disciples. Right now, they're not faith healers. They're not the forgivers of sin. They're not faithful preachers right now. They are the already but not yet leadership team of a new religious experience. But they ain't all that yet. And that ought to give you some hope right there. Matter of fact, ought to make you happy. You know, ain't nothing worse than looking at everybody else's life as perfect in your life, you knowing for darn sure yours ain't. Nobody got wrinkles but you. Nobody put on weight but you. Nobody's having hair issues but you. You the only one don't feel like getting up in the morning. 
You're the only one, you're the only one that, that trying to decide what dress to put on, trying to figure out what's going to fit and not fit. You're the only man that's trying to figure out if he can zip his pants up and make sure that he's not going to pop his, his button. It always helps to know that other folk ain't so perfect. I know I'm preaching, y'all. Because the reality is, we paint this picture in churchdom that everybody's life is all that. That's why people freaked out when they heard that Kirk Franklin lost his mind on the telephone call. Because they couldn't deal with the fact that just because you're a gospel singer don't mean you always act like a saint. And what's wrong with us is we expect people to be what we're not. Matter of fact, we like it. That's why we like old Hollywood versus new Hollywood. Because in old Hollywood, you only got to see celebrities when they put their makeup on and were walking the red carpet. You didn't realize that they walked around looking just like you every other day of the week. You didn't realize that they still had to go to the grocery store and that their kids still had to go to school and that they still had to do homework and be normal people when they weren't on the stage. Yeah, because the real part of life is that life is not always so pristine and perfect even when you're serving God. Life is messy. Life is messy. Life is messy. I know it's messy. You in it. There's always somebody don't show up to the meeting on time. Didn't get mad they had a meeting without me. Didn't want the all the minute notes and then go figure out what happened. There's always somebody that doesn't do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Life is messy. I'm preaching today. But in this moment, and I got to rush in this moment. Let, let's be honest. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. I know these are apostles. I know they're holy. But be honest. In this moment, they look more like cowards. They look like the cowards that cursed out others while denying Jesus. Come on, Peter. They look more like the cowards that ran from the execution of Jesus instead of toward it. They look more like the cowards that were once ready to fight, but now are ready for flight. In truth, they look like Lenny Kravitz. I know y'all know about that. That's, Lenny Kravitz got a song that said, I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah. In other words, Anywhere but here. Anywhere but here right now. And, and, and let me help you. I'm, I'm preaching because you need to get this. Thankfully, God recognizes our humanity and compensates for it. See, see. 
I'm gonna help you. I'm, I'm gonna help you. See, the reason why you skip over the fact of their human situation and them sitting behind a locked door is because of the good news that comes out of their lives afterward. And the good part about that is that God will cover your stuff up so well that folk will forget your flaws even though your flaws are still there. Come here, Peter. You're still the one that denied him, but I got work for you to do. Come here, disciples. You're still the ones that ran away. But I got work for you to do. Y'all miss it. Now listen. Because see, you realize this, that God takes flawed, foibled people and then God will clean them up and compensate for their weaknesses and turn the world around with flawed people. Don't be offended because I won't be offended if you say it about me. I didn't have flawed people to work with, he probably wouldn't have nobody to work with. Because the truth is, everybody got something. Jesus, Jesus reveals himself to them in several ways as what I think is a proclamation of better days coming. He reveals himself in several ways. Stay, stay with me. And I'm going to do this real quick because I know I'm going to be out of time in just a moment. Watch this, watch this. He, he reveals himself. First thing he does in revealing himself is he stood up in their midst. He stood up in their midst. Um, you've heard me talk about theophany in the Old Testament, the revelation or the, the viewing and seeing of God as a theophany, God's appearance to God's people. This is a Christophany. This is Christ's appearance to Christ's people. He comes in a Christophany. He comes to them and he stood up in their midst. He comes in, door still locked, they're in there, and they're probably discussing the happenings of the day, figuring out the next thing they're going to do. And here all of a sudden, verse 19 says, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. And here's the first time he says, Peace be with you. I'm going to come back to that in verse 21. He says, peace out. <laughs> he stood up in the midst of, I just want y'all to know this. I love the fact that God will show up in places and at times and in situations where you didn't think he would. See, that, that went over your head. They weren't praying for Jesus to come in. They weren't tarrying for Jesus to come in. They weren't speaking yet in tongues for Jesus to come in. No, they weren't having a fast for him to come in. No, they were there behind a locked door and Jesus just showed up. Because see, where two or three are gathered in my name. I stand up in the midst of it. <laughs> I feel this, I feel this. Come on, come on. Y'all working with me and y'all got this. He, he, he stood up in the midst of them. Now, now you got to get this now. He was on the cross raised up, hanging 
between two thieves with nails in his hands and nails in his feet. Then they laid him down in a tomb. But when he gets to them, he's standing on the same feet that they tried to crush with a nail. He's standing in the victory of Calvary. He stood up. I don't need to sit down. I'm going to stand right here and show y'all what I'm working with. No, my feet are not sore. I'm going to stand up right here. He stood up in the midst of Y'all, come on right, right now. I got to rush, got to rush. The second thing he did, he he shows up the miracle. Ah, what you mean, Reverend? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Verse 20 says, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Wait a minute. He, he starts showing them his hand. You know what? I need to tell y'all this. Stop being shamed of what you had to go through to get where you are right now. The devil can't use it over you if you accept it as a badge of pride. He said, let me show you what I've been through. I need you to see the miracle that I am. Yeah, look, look right there. Look at these hands. Look, look at my side. Look, understand, I've been through something, but I'm using this as a testimony of what God will do. Let me show you. Okay, if I had time to really preach this, but I don't, I would tell you right now what sometimes you need to tell somebody. If you want to see a miracle, just take a look at me. Y'all ain't got that right there? You want to see a miracle? Take a look at me. You want to see a miracle? Take a look at me. I may struggle to walk sometime now, but I wasn't supposed to be walking at all. Just look at me. Oh, you ain't got me here. You don't understand. You ain't got it. You need to look around and tell somebody. You talking about somebody that shouldn't be here. You've been in car accidents and walked away. You should not have walked away from. You've been sick and you should already be dead. But God has you here. You've been so high. You didn't know where you were at. But God preserved your life. You don't know what advantage the enemy tried to take of you when you were out of your mind. But God kept you in your right mind and you're still here. You talking about a miracle. There's a miracle sitting in your seat. I, I, need, I need to tell you sometimes you need to show off your miracle. I wish I had somebody help me preach this thing. Sometimes you need to show off your miracle. Sometimes you need to show off what God has done for you. Sometimes you need to let the world know I got a testimony. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running out. But, but, then, but, then, but then he speaks up to their misery. He speaks up to their misery. He says, peace be to you. I, I'm going to do this in two ways. He speaks up. Why you, why you need to say peace out twice? I was, um, I grew up as a child of the 70s, so I can, I can talk to this. 
uh, the Nation of Islam were, were big, NOI, and, uh, and so all of us knew and had friends who who's, uh, were Muslims, and so we were close. So it was common to greet one another in the way in which they greeted each other. So it was always, the, in, the, in the Semitic languages, it is Isalam Alikum or Salam as for peace. So they say Isalam Alikum, the response is Walikum as Salam, and it was normal. And it was not just the religious practice, it was a greeting, it was a greeting. And they would greet non-Muslims that way, it was a greeting, yeah. It meant more when they were talking to each other, but it, it Okay, y'all missed it. Let me do it again. For a Jewish person to say shalom, it's a greeting. It's not, it's not anything deep. But these brothers and sisters are miserable. So I need somebody to tell me it's going to be all right. And you... There it is. And you may not be able to tell me once. You might have to tell me two or three times before I get it. So, so please excuse me. Peace, 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 peace. No, y'all missed it. Went over your head. Because if you got it, you would understand. Better days are coming. Better days are coming. The shalom of God is coming. The shalom of God in the earth realm. The peace of God is coming. Because I think, I think that him speaking up to the misery they were going through was strengthening up their minds. Yeah, that's it. That's it, Reverend. He was strengthening up their minds. Because see, their minds were playing tricks on them. Their minds were making them think they would not get any better. Their minds were, well, let me do it another way. You know, um, in the case of a theophany, whenever God made an appearance, there were some basic elements in the Old Testament of theophany. The first element is fear. person is afraid because they see God. The second element is a calming word of peace. Every time you see a theophany, you're going to see a word of peace given, a shalom in there. So the peace in this text relates to this Christophany as much as it does to the greeting. Stay with me for a moment. And, and, and you got to know, and the third thing that happens is a commissioning. Watch this. Something that the person who just saw the miracle is supposed to do. Come on back. Let's stay at the second one first. So, you see here, when he speaks to the peace, the reason the peace is important is because whenever people in that era would have had any kind of contact with God, they were afraid that being in the presence of God would mean their death. So by hearing divinity speak to humanity, peace, what it said is, Death is not here for you today. Look at somebody, tell them, not today. Woo, I'm preaching up in here today. If I don't preach again, good, good. Not today. Not, not today. I'm, I'm, I'm here to bless you. I'm not here to pick you up right now. I'm here to bless you. I need to speak into your spirit about what's getting ready to happen. I'm going to strengthen your mind. Not today.
in the other fashion. I'm here to bless you. Peace. That's it, son. That, that, yeah, peace. Yeah, I just, I just need to hear him say peace. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about you, but to have the Lord say peace. <sighs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm done, y'all. Last point, and I'm over time. I got to get out of here. Can I leave you with this one? And I'll pick it up again next week. I promise you I will. Well, I, I got two more. Let me get, let me, I sneak, I sneak two, one and a half in. Watch this. <laughs> when he speaks to them, what he does then is, he then sets up their movement. He sets up their movement. He, uh, yeah. he sets them up. He, he sets up their movement. What do you mean he sets up their movement? Because he says, I got a commission for you. <clears throat> like my daddy sent me, I'm going to send you. Y'all yeah. ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. I, I don't have time. I, I, if, if the Lord let me, I'll come back and say, where about it? I'll close now. I close. Y'all ready this last? I close now with this last one. Because then in verse 22, verse 22 he says, and when he has said this, he uh, breathed on them. And he said what? Receive the Holy Spirit. <coughs> now, Okay, I got to leave you. But you do know, I told you they were forlorn at the beginning. And since I like to have logical sermons, that all A equals all B and all B equals all C, therefore all C must equal all A, let me go back to that idea. Because a part of it was what we're going to do when Jesus is gone. And Jesus looks at them and he breathes on them. And he says, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Can, can, I, can I help you here? He stirs up their might. Okay, I got, I got to leave you. I got to leave you. Because see, <clears throat> if I'm feeling like he ain't going to be with me, I need to know I'm going to be all right. And the way he tells them they're going to be all right is he breathes on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Now, I've got some Holy Ghost filled, tongue-talking, Bible-believing folk up in here. So let me just talk to y'all for a minute. Jesus made sure of this one thing. He made sure that the paraclete the comforter, the companion, was going to be here when he was gone. Y'all ain't got it yet. Jesus made sure the paraclete, the comforter, the companion, 
was going to be here when he was gone. Y'all ain't got it yet. Jesus made sure the comforter, the companion, the paraclete would be here when he was gone. Listen, in John 14, verse 16, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Wait a minute, Jesus. Does that mean that you were the comforter? You were the companion when you were in the flesh? And what you're telling us is you're being replaced by the Holy Spirit. And I got good news for you. Jesus has left the Holy Ghost for us now as a comforter, as a company keeper, as a guide, as a leader. We can follow the Spirit of the living God. Y'all come on and give God a praise. Well, I just, I just got to tell you this. That even though he went up, when he went up, he sent the Holy Spirit down. And because we have the Holy Ghost, I, I like the old King James, the Holy Ghost. I know y'all like to be politically wrecked with the Holy Spirit, but because we got the Holy Ghost, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Because we got the Holy Ghost, we've got something on the inside that's working on the outside that brought about a change in my life. And because of the change, better days are coming. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you've heard the word as we've been preaching and you're watching us or you're here in the sanctuary and you're looking for a place of worship and a church home. I want to invite you. You can become an eye member here at Shiloh. We would love to have you as a member of our fellowship. You can join us. There are many ways in which to come. Call us today, email us, write us. We would love to be in touch with you. Our diaconate ministry will get right back in touch with you and honor God for you and with you and show you just what to do. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. In Jesus' name, I want you to try Jesus. Try Jesus. He's all right. Amen. I want you to make sure today as we close out, I, let me just bless this offering. You get ready to give. Whatever you want to give, give the five cash app, whatever way. If you're here in the sanctuary, there are ushers, I think, left a basket out in the back. Just drop it in the bucket if you want or send it in through one of the mechanisms that we have. Uh, I, I tell you like this, you all have grown. Do what God leads you to do, amen. Amen. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. They've been meeting my house. Amen. Those of you that offered seed offering and sacrifice, don't forget to seed. You seed, you're not worried about being seen. You're worried about your seed getting in the ground. 
it's not the seen seed, it's the sowed seed. The seed that is sowed in the ground is the one that's coming up. Let's pray. Father, we bless you now for seeds being sown into good soil. We thank you for the return on the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you all with the love of the Lord.